Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Bold Ambition Podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Courtney Allison. And Courtney is a mom of two. She is an entrepreneur and she is really, really passionate about helping other women find your find themselves through the craziness of motherhood. And so she just wanted to make sure that she brought this brought this message over to you guys so that you can see that you don't have to just be a mom, that if something lights you up and you want to do something more, whether it be um, in a network marketing company or starting your own business from the ground up, that you can do that as well. So settle in and I will see you inside. I'm Mindy Hancock, mindset and life coach, and you're listening to the Bold Ambition Podcast. This podcast is a high-vibe, expansive space for the bold, ambitious, badass-whatever-it-takes woman. Settle in. Let's do this thing. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bold Ambition Podcast. Today on the podcast, we have, oh my goodness, we have Courtney Allison, correct? Yes, that (laughs) is correct. Allison. (laughs) Two first names. Yes, I love it. Um, So Courtney is a mom of two, and she's also an entrepreneur, as well as a women's health and wellness coach. And I wanted to have her on because her message is just something that I feel like a lot of women need to hear, especially moms. And since I'm not a mom, I can't really bring that to the table. So I would love to have Courtney on to have her bring her side of her story and um, all of the things that she is passionate about when it comes to motherhood and how you can find yourself again in the craziness of it all. So welcome, Courtney. Thank you. And Thank first, you. yes, first and foremost, I wanted to ask you to just give the listeners a background of who you are, what you do, um, what has led you to this point, and just let us know who you are. Awesome. Well, thank you, first of all, Mindy, for having me on. This is my first time to be on a podcast, so this is really exciting for me. So um, my story, um, I'll just kind of give you a rough background of, um, you know, what I've, you know, kind of gone through and such like that. So uh, Mindy already said I'm a mother of two. I have a three and a half and a one one-year-old. Um, and they definitely keep me busy. They are the loves of my life. Um, but before them, I, um, have been a health and wellness coach. Um, I went to school for it, um, in college and it just was always been a huge passion of mine to help others find health and wellness in their life, whatever that means. And specifically, you know, for women. Um, and so I really had nurtured this, you know, little business of mine um, over the years. Um, and I met my husband, he's a chef and we met in the restaurant industry, which I worked on the side and, um, you know, that was a wonderful relationship and we got pregnant with my son, um, you know, four years ago and I told him, okay, I'm pregnant. (laughs) Um, my dream has always to be a stay at home mom. My mom was a stay at home mom. I'm the youngest of five. 
And he was very supportive of that. And he is one of nine children and his mother was a stay at home mother as well. So um, I think collectively that was a very important thing for both of us. So, um, you know, when I have my son, I, I quit my job and, you know, I have accomplished my dream of being a stay at home mother, which has been just the best decision ever. Um, and so, you know, I'm in the throes of motherhood. I'm cleaning diapers and spit up and, you know, just doing the whole mother thing day in and day out. And um, just kind of slowly, there's just like that, that part of me that was like, okay, this is awesome. This is great. This is your dream. But okay, but you have been created for even more, you know, like there is a purpose for your life outside of your children. You know, your children obviously are your biggest priority and this is the best job that you've ever been given. But there's just these small little nudges inside of me that were like, okay, you've accomplished this. This is, you know, one dream that you've accomplished, but it's time to get back to helping people um, outside of just your children. And I kind of pushed it off because I'm like, no, you know, my children need all of my attention. They are everything. Um, and you know, I just kind of pushed that off and didn't do really anything with it. Um, and then, um, I had my daughter a year and a half ago and shortly after I had her, there was just, I, I don't know, kind of like a wake up call in my head that was like, okay, you got two kids now you're doing the motherhood thing. Like you have to get back to helping people. Like just, mm -hmm. I don't need, I don't even know what it was, but there was just something that kept nudging me. Um, and I think as women and as mothers, we have, uh, I've had a lot of conversations with my friends that there's this whole mom guilt, you know, like if you do anything for yourself, if you do anything outside of what your children need, you're not being a good mother, you know, that you have to devote all your time and all your attention to their needs. Um, but I got to the point where I wasn't feeling as fulfilled as a person. And in return, I wasn't feeling as good as a mother as I could be. So I really had to, to dig down deep inside me and say, okay, what is it? What does my role look like? Because my role as a 25 year old health coach is completely different than as a, you know, 29 year old's mother, 30 year old mother of two, you know? And so I really had to do some deep soul searching to figure out what that looked like as a mother, as a stay at home mother, and still fulfilling what I have deep inside me that I knew that I was created to be um, and do. So it was really just a, a kind of a tug of war, like what my heart is wanting, but then what I feel like people, you know, on the outside world is, was trying to tell me. And I really had to just stay true to what my heart, my soul was trying to tell me. Um, and so a, a little over a year ago, I joined a company um, that just, I really feel like was the catalyst for helping me get back to um, you know, helping women and helping people with health and wellness. It's a, it's a luxury beauty brand. And I had never, if you knew me, skincare and makeup and all this was kind of nothing that I would ever be talking to people about, but it was a brand that was advocating for women's health. It was a brand that was, um, you know, trying to educate people on the beauty industry and the, um, 
you know, the lack of regulation that's in the industry. And it was more of a health side of things. And so I was like, okay, I can latch onto this, this I can, you know, put my, put my name on. And I just kind of dug into this. My daughter was two months old and my son was two. So I was in the throes of postpartum, whatever, but I'm like, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to do. And I told my husband and he was like, um, you do realize you have a newborn baby, right? I'm like, yep, we're doing it. And he's like, okay. Um, and we had just finished our first year of owning a food truck and a little food company. Um, we started a bone broth company as well. So we were in the midst of owning our own business for the first time. And um, I'm tackling a whole new business as well. Um, so it was a crazy, crazy time. And it was a lot of learning. Um, but it was, it was the thing that I needed for myself to help me find my voice again after kind of losing it after having kids. And I find, and what I found is that a, mo a lot of mothers are in that same boat. They had this whole other life before motherhood. Um, but then, you know, they have their kids and they kind of lose who they were, what they were about, what they were passionate about. And then they feel the mom guilt of, well, I have to be passionate about my kids now. And, you know, you can be passionate about multiple things. That's okay. And so I think that's the biggest lesson is, you know, just staying true to who you are, but still just opening your heart to, to your children and, you know, all the other gifts you've been given. For sure. And I love that you tapped on all of that. But first thing I wanted to go back to is, when you started feeling even back when you had your son, that's when you initially felt this nudge and you were like, mm, okay, but you really didn't take any, you didn't take any action at that point because you were unsure and you <laughs> felt, you felt the mom guilt. You were like, how am uh -huh. I supposed to be a good, a quote unquote good mom, but still do something for myself. And so you just kind of decided not to take any action until later on. And and I think that that is something that not just mothers, but all, I feel like even I've been through that too, where it's like, you feel this nudge, you feel this pull, you feel like you're supposed to be doing more. There's a time where, I mean, I am a teacher full time and there was a point where I thought that was, that had to be my identity as well. And so I felt like that was the only, and that was, that was who I was. I was a wife, uh -huh. I was a teacher, I was a daughter, I was an aunt, but then I realized that I was, there was something more for me out there and I knew it. And I, when you feel that feeling and if you've never felt it, then you may not know what we're talking about right now, but I know, I know exactly what you're feeling. I know exactly mm -hmm. what you're talking about that you felt. You felt this, this pulling, this calling, but you couldn't put your finger on it. Right. And you, but you knew there was something more, but because you didn't know, for me, it was like, I was out of control. I didn't know I couldn't put my finger on it. So I'm just not going to worry about it right now because this is where my focus needs to be here. And in your case, your focus needed to be on your kids. So right. whenever you fast forward and you had your daughter and you still felt that pull, you were still feeling this like calling in your soul that you needed to do something and that you weren't, your identity didn't have to be a mom always, just a mom. Like you were, you were made for more. You were, um, Rachel Hollis, if you, I know I thought of that too. <laughs> I love Rachel Hollis, but, um, so, but you, you knew that. And so that's when you finally took that, that plunge and you listened to your gut and you listened to your intuition. You were like, okay, I'm listening, um, to you and, um, I'm going to go ahead and figure what this, figure this out. 
how did that feel for you when you were like, uh, I'm just going to take this leap. I'm going to invest in this company. I'm going to see what happens. And, but this feels right for me. Although everybody else on the outside is saying, no, you're, this is what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be a mom. This is what uh -huh. you were meant to do. But even though, yes, you know, you're meant to be a mom, but you also feel like you're being called to something else. So what uh -huh. was that leap like for you? Well, it was scary as all get out. I yeah. mean, I think we can all, you know, agree with that, that whole comfort zone thing. Okay. This is something new. I know I need to be doing it, but man, it's scary. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, and you said it, you know, you didn't take action and this has always been a theme. Um, I felt like in my life that, okay, I can read all the self-help books. I can, you know, do all the courses. I can go to school. I can, you know, learn all this stuff. But if I don't take action with all of that knowledge, it's just, it's in vain. Um, my favorite kind of term is analysis paralysis. And that is exactly where I was, um, you know, back with my son. I was trying to analyze the situation. I was trying to analyze being a mother and how I can do this and do that. But you analyze things almost too much and it paralyzes you and you get too scared to take action. Um, so it was very scary, but there was just this new determination that I found. I don't know where it came from, but I just, I think, you know, you kind of get fed up living the same, same kind of cycle of not being happy with where you're at and trying to blame every other situation. But what you really have to learn is that like, okay, life is happening for me. Like I've gone through certain things in life and it was for a reason. Um, but if I don't put out that knowledge, if I don't put out that value for other people, then I'm just always going to be in the same cycle. And so for me, the biggest thing was just taking scary, messy, imperfect action um, in any shape or form. And that was a new one for me because I, you know, in the past I felt like everything had to be so perfect. I had to have it planned out and, you know, my lettering and font and whatever had to be all, you know, perfect. And it just led me to not ever taking action. So for me, the biggest step was just taking that first step and then the rest kind of, you know, goes from there. Absolutely. And I think that is something that a lot of people have to, the, the whole taking messy, imperfect action is something that, especially when you're a perfectionist or you're uh -huh. a, a personality where you want to like get everything has to be done, all your ducks have to be in a row, all the checklists have to be checked off. And sometimes that is not reality. And a lot of times uh -huh. I actually think like, if you are waiting for things to be perfect, my dad would always tell me this. If you're waiting for the perfect time to get married, you're never going to get married. If you're waiting for the perfect time to do this, you're never going to do that. So just do. And so yeah, there is no perfect time. Never. If we are yep. waiting for the perfect time, we're always going to be waiting. So just exactly. finding that, just being able to have faith and just take that messy action and see what happens yep. is something that it's hard the first time you do it, number one. It's so scary. It's so hard. And even after that, it's still hard and scary, but it's a little less hard and scary after that. That yep. first initial messy action is like, ah, what am I going to do? I'm out of control. But then when something good happens out of it and you're like, whoa, that was good. Okay, I, I can do this. Um, that's where you start feeling that. Like, you feel the nudge, you go. You feel the nudge, you go. And that's exactly. where 
that's where the magic happens, I feel like. So yep. um, what I wanted to touch on too is like, I know that you're very passionate around um, motherhood and finding yourself within the craziness of motherhood, because especially as a stay-at-home mom, <laughs> you, you are... I, I don't know the lack of a better word to say, but you're in the trenches of motherhood all yep. the time. Yep. And it is the best job, but it is the hardest job I've ever yes. had. Yes. yes. And so I, I know a lot of stay at home moms. My sister's a stay at home mom. And so you're, you're in the, in the trenches of motherhood 24 seven. And whenever you know that there is more for you and you want to find identity in another form or another fashion as well. What is your, like, what is your take on it? What would you tell mothers that are wanting to that have this nudge or they're like, I don't want to just be mom. I want to be a mom. Yes. I love this job of being a mom, but I also want to help others or I want to do something else. What is your advice as to why it's okay? Number one, and why we don't have to worry about the mom guilt of like, you're not taking away mm-hmm. from your children by finding an identity in some other place as well. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, I think a lot of us have this, um, I can't do that. I, you know, I, I won't do that. I'm not able to do something like that. And I think when you start feeling those, those thoughts inside your head, um, those fearful thoughts, that is the moment that you have to turn around and say, okay, no, this is not true. I am able to do this. I'm capable of this. Um, and you just have to, you just have to take one step and then that next step and, and so on and so forth. Um, but those first tiny little steps are sometimes the hardest, but if you can just get started somewhere, some shape or form, then the next step gets easier. Um, and with the whole mom guilt thing, I, I really struggled with this one um, because I felt like if my time was taken away from my children, then I, you know, I wasn't able to be the best mom. And what I had to, I had to really tell myself this and it doesn't just come naturally. Like sometimes we have to have these internal discussions over and over and over with ourselves until we finally like grasp it and say, okay, yes. Okay. I get it. You know, you're right. Um, but I just had to keep telling myself like when my children are watching me, and, you know, as we grow and, you know, as they, as they grow up, I want them to see their mother helping other people. I want them to see their mother, you know, changing people's lives and helping people, you know, other people with their health and, and you know, in any shape or form. And so I think when your children can see that as they grow up, it instills hard work in them. It instills, you know, the, the mindset that, okay, mom can do that, you know, then I can do that. And so I think it, it isn't a mom guilt thing that you're taking time away from them. It is you as a mother showing your children that you can do and accomplish anything that you put your mind to. And how awesome that my mom is a mother and she is, you know, an entrepreneur and, you know, this and this. And I mean, it just, that's how I had to look at it is, okay, I'm going to view it from the eyes of my children Mm -hmm. and I want them to have an awesome, you know, thought in their head about when they, you know, what they think of their mother. And if I'm not fulfilling myself by helping others, then how do, 
you know, how do they learn how to help others by, you know, if I'm just only focusing ever on them, they don't learn how to, how to go out in the world and help others. So I think I just had to really, you have to just kind of turn it around um, and, and see it from your child's perspective as well. Yeah, that's such a good way to look at it. And it makes me think too, even back to my childhood, my mom was a stay-at-home mom for a majority of my life. But at one point, she decided that she wanted something more for herself as well. And I remember seeing that and seeing my mom go to school at night and work and work and work to become a nurse. But she was a stay-at-home mom and she did not, yes, she was going to school at night and sometimes she had some classes during the day, but she worked so hard to show us that any, like she was a stay at home mom, but anything was possible. Exactly. And, and she knew at some point that she needed to have another identity of, as to who she was, because at some point all of us were going to be in school and then what, then she was like, and then what, what? Are you going to do? Right. You know, so exactly. there had to be something else that was, that she needed to do to make herself happy, herself feel, feel fulfilled. And, And she, that's what, and she started, I think I was probably like in sixth grade maybe, or I don't know, but I just, I have vivid memory of having a stay at home mom who, you know, I mean, she did everything for us. I remember she would wake us up. She would have breakfast for us. She would, you know, get us ready for school. She would make our beds. Like we were, we were spoiled kids when we were growing up. (laughs) And then I remember seeing her change things, but I remember her still showing up at home, her still doing the same things but she was still doing something for herself. And Mm -hmm. it was a really cool thing to see now looking back on it. And I love that you said that as well, because from the eyes of a child, we see sometimes we're like, well, why does mom have to go to school again? Or why is mom having to do that? But now in hindsight, I'm like, whoa, like she shows, she showed us what is possible. Exactly. She was a stay at home mom, but she became a nurse as well. Like she is a nurse and that's what she does today. So it's, it, it is, it's really powerful to think about it in that way. And I never really thought about thinking it, thinking about it from your kid's perspective. What are they seeing? Who are you mm-hmm. showing them that they can be? What are well? you teaching them day in and day out? Yeah. 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 And that's, that's powerful. And so when you're, when you're trying to get past that mom guilt, that, um, that's a good way to, to kind of get past it and not think about you, but think about them. Think right. About And so that's a great way to spin it a little bit. And I think Mm -hmm. that's going to be a good tangible tool for others that are listening to take that away. Um, But I also want to go back to even mom guilt, not becoming an entrepreneur, not starting your business, but just mom guilt in general, where like taking the taking time away from your children, because I think sometimes stay at home moms, moms in general feel like when they take time away from their children and they're going to see a movie with a friend or they're going to coffee with a friend or they're going to happy hour or they're doing something with a friend or going on a date night with their husband. They're taking this time away from their children when they feel like they should be with them all the time. Mm -hmm. And why does this like this time away, you feel like you're doing your child a disservice. And can you tell me about like your mindset around that and how it's okay to take time for you? Yeah. (laughs) You have to take time for you. And I've learned this the hard way, too, because, again, I was there. Uh, You are still a person. You were still a person long before you had children. And just because you are now a mother does not mean that you are no longer that person anymore. So you have to still fulfill that person that you were before 
you know, your children came along. It's not selfish. It's not anything you have to feel guilty, but in order to fill your children's cup, you have to fill your cup as well. Because if you're always just pouring out, pouring out all day long, you're eventually going to run empty. And when you run empty, nobody else benefits from an empty cup. So I've learned that I have to do what fills my cup. I have to take care of myself physically, mentally, emotionally. I have to do things that really, really, truly fulfill me as me or me as a person. Because if I don't, then I can't be the best mother to my children. I can't be the best wife to my husband. I can't be the best coach to my clients and, and so on and so forth. And so when you really learn that being fulfilled as a person, that is when you can truly give back to others. But if you're just constantly running on an empty, empty gas tank, eventually you're going to, you know, lose steam and, and you can't go any further. So, um, it's not selfish. It is absolutely necessary to, to do those things, whatever it is, we're all different. Um, but to do those things that just bring immense happiness and joy into your life. Um, and if that is something away from the children, that is okay. You know, again, your only source of happiness does not have to come from your children. They are one source of that, but you again are a very diverse person. We all are. And so we all have various sources of, of fulfillment and happiness and just learning that you need all of those sources to fill up your cup and not just one source in the form of your children. Absolutely. And just for, I know everyone's a little bit different. Everyone um, fills their cup in a different way, but like what is something that you find a way to kind of take time away from your children to fill your cup and do something for you so that you can pour back into them? What is something just that you find works, works well for you? Yeah. Um, I absolutely love, um, I have a little morning routine and I take about 20 or 30 minutes every morning and I journal. I write just all of my gratitudes and, you know, I write down my goals and I just really focus on my mindset. Um, and if like when I'm getting ready for the day, I am listening to motivational um, podcasts or YouTube, you know, I love Tony Robbins and, you know, all those mindset. Mm -hmm. And so those are kind of the, the things that I take for myself where I can just kind of internalize and, and think, you know, Courtney thoughts and not so much mom thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, I love just, you know, like a bath and, you know, I love all of those kind of more beauty self care moments. Um, but absolutely just like going out on a date night with my husband, you know, just the two of us. And, you know, of course, all we talk about is our children <laughs> and, you know, we get home, we're like, oh, I miss them so much, but it just, you know, it was a, a moment that we needed, um, you know, just to reflect on, you know, our life and what's going on. So I just think those are kind of the few moments that just I really enjoy on a, you know, daily basis. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important to have those and, and know what works for you and everyone's different, like you said. And so just finding what works good for you to help fill your cup so that you can give back to not only your children, but to others. If you're an entrepreneur, you're in a service-based industry of some sort or what, whatever the case may be. Maybe it's, maybe you have a full-time job. Maybe you're not a stay-at-home mom and maybe you are having to give your energy somewhere else as well. So all of those things, everyone's a little bit different, but find what works best for you and then uh -huh. do those things. Um, but I wanted to, first of all, thank you because I think you brought something very powerful to the podcast, something that has not been talked about on the podcast at this point. And so I really do appreciate you bringing this to light because I think that moms, and since I'm not a mom, like I said before, I can't speak to this. So I only know from seeing you know, friends who are stay-at-home moms or friends who are moms in general or my sister who's a stay-at-home mom and seeing like things that they struggle with or like um, right. not wanting to leave their children or um, feeling like they can't have anything for themselves anymore because it's all about them. And I love that you brought that to life, that it's okay that you are still Courtney. You are Courtney. Mm -hmm. You still have this identity as Courtney, not just mom. And so, um, and I, a lot of times I, I, I like to think, you know, you were Courtney before you were mom. So yep. you can't forget about Courtney. And so I love exactly. that you brought that um, to light and, and helped show the moms who are listening that it's okay, that it's okay to find time for you, but it's also okay to find something that if it is truly lighting you up inside and it sets you on fire and you're like so passionate about whatever it is, then you should follow that passion and follow that nudge. And I know that it's okay that not is it's not going to take time away from your children. It's not going to take um, energy away from your children. And in fact, I feel like it's probably, it's going to actually bring, it's going to make you a better mom because you're fulfilling yourselves in all aspects. Exactly. So you're going to be able to give better. You're not going to be giving from this cup that you feel depleted from and that you're not able to fulfill your, your life's dreams because you're, you're giving all of your energy to this other um, space. So real quick, I want to um, ask you three random questions and then we're okay. <laughs> so the first question is, what is your favorite word? Oh, action. That's a good one. We've talked a lot about that today. today. Yes. So yeah. Action. Action for sure. Yeah. And the question number two is, what is your favorite sound? Whoa. Uh, probably my children's laugh. Yeah, I get that. I've heard that That's one a, a few times one. in the podcast. That's a good one. Um, and good one. <laughs> it is. And the last <laughs> one is um, bedroom, car, or desk. What do you clean first? Oh, bedroom. Good. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so real quick for anyone who's listening that want to find you, want to connect with you, want to get more in your energy and see what's your, what you're about and just they love listening to you on the podcast and want more. Courtney, how can they find you? I am on both Facebook and Instagram and it's super simple to find me. It is just my name, Courtney Allison. Uh, Courtney is spelled with an I instead of an EY, so a little bit different. Um, but yeah, you can just type in my name, Courtney Allison on Instagram and Facebook and there I am. I like to give a lot of health and wellness tips, um, but also a lot of mindset and inspirational, inspirational tips. And, um, you know, just obviously I show my children on there as well. So, you know, hello, mom life. <laughs> yes, yes, 
Well, thank you so much for being here. It's been a, a, such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And thank you. Um, thank you for just shining the light on this area that we have not gotten to talk about yet on the pod. Absolutely. Thank you so much for happy, having me. Of course. And thank you guys for listening. And I will see you on the next episode.